Welcome to Beyond the Hill, reaching beyond the walls of Pleasant Hill Christian Church with real talk, with real people, about real life, encouraging you in your day-to-day walk with Jesus. And now your host, Pastor Trevor King. Welcome to Beyond the Hill, and this is a podcast where we have real talk with real people about real life. And today it is going to be a lot of fun discussing the topic of discipleship. And we want to discuss the beauty of growing as a disciple of Jesus. And what this means is being a true follower committed wholeheartedly to Him. This isn't an Instagram follower like or a Twitter follow because I follow a lot of people on social media, yet I'm not committed to them or what they do. So we want to really dig into what it looks like to be a disciple, as well as the beauty of building other disciples, other Christ followers who love Him, who serve Him, who run after Him. We also want to talk about some of the reasons why this may not be seen in our life or the lives of those around us. And Adam, I just want to ask you, what is it about making disciples that encourages or excites you? I think it's awesome and exciting because ultimately when you're making disciples, you're, you're growing the kingdom, meaning that, um, heaven, you're making having heaven larger and people that you love around you and people that, that uh, you come in contact with, you're giving them a chance to get to heaven. And I, I, that's, that's super exciting to me. So let's kind of break down that phrase, making disciples. Yeah. You know, that's the command, the Great Commission, and it's known as the co-mission because we are to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and His guidance and His empowerment. But people hear all the time, okay, we're supposed to make disciples, we're supposed to make disciples. Making disciples doesn't mean that you are taking certain people and following certain religion practices or traditions, but making disciples is literally just what I would say the parable of the sower who's sowing the seed. You're planting the seed in people. And you're there to maybe water it, okay? Um, Other people are there to plow it or to rake it. And um, what we have to understand is that making disciples looks different for every person. So one of the things that I tell the church all the time is that every person in that church could make more disciples than I could in their lifetime, possibly because sometimes I only get to speak to people on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis. And Some of the church members go into their jobs every day, whether they're in a factory or in a schoolroom, and they do it every single day. They are having an opportunity to influence and encourage people to grow in their faith in Jesus. And that's what it really means to make a disciple. Don't you think that the the easy way to break that down is to really just encourage and influence people to grow chasing Jesus even harder? Absolutely. And I know that we can kind of get caught up on the term, oh, what's it look like to make disciples? I'm not making them. I just want you to know that it really just means that you are committing yourself first to Jesus and then to people around you by encouraging them to pursue him in deeper ways. Trevor, I, I think, too, it's just being that example in their lives that they see how they, how, how you're living and they they get excited about how you're living and they see and they want that. Um, it's... It, I mean, encouraging, yes, and but just being an example also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my wife and I have seen couples who just have it. 
and we wanted to have it. And we didn't know what it was really until we started to grow spiritually in our marriage um, together. And um, people made disciples of us without ever having to tell us to read books or do anything. It was just the way they live. Absolutely. And um, I just got to tell you, for me, seeing people grow in their faith in Jesus is one of the most beautiful things in the world. I think we could all agree on that. Absolutely. But it's another sight to me, especially as a pastor who preaches to people, to go preach to people. Um, to see people building up disciples is a completely different, but yet beautiful sight. And if you're listening to this podcast and you are a Christian, then guess what? Just as you committed your life to Jesus, you are also held to obey his commands. Uh, one of the things that we don't want you to forget is that it's one thing to say a prayer, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, forgive me of my sins. But it's something else to actually commit to Him, follow Him, live for Him, read His Word, and obey His commands. So as we are held to obey His commands, this means that you are also committing yourself to His church. We discussed this last week about finding a local church and getting plugged in, using your gifts and your talents uh, for the movement of God here on earth and building His kingdom. And the command that we all must strive to obey is known as the Great Commission we discussed it earlier, making disciples of all people. And I'll just say this, if you are not a Christian, so you're listening to this and maybe you're just looking for some some uh, moral uh, compass or better ways to live your life, or maybe you're considering going all in for Jesus, but if you are not a Christian, this means you're not held accountable for making disciples yet. Because our goal in our prayer is that you would ultimately surrender your life to Jesus and submit to his authority. And I will go ahead and just be bold enough to say this. If you are, as a Christian, not using your talents, time, resources, and opportunities to make disciples, then you are living in disobedience. Would you agree with that, or why? Oh, absolutely, I'd agree with it. But why don't you talk about a little bit about using those talents and using the opportunities to make disciples? Because I think some people think that if you're going out to make disciples, you're doing these great great big things and sometimes i don't think of it that way it's just um being there for someone or having those conversations or um using your talents where your talent might be um we have bruce the superman over here on on the tech stuff and maybe his talent is using this tech stuff to get people closer to christ or uh, myself as a teacher that I go into the classroom and I and I might have an influence on a student or I might have an influence on a, another teacher. Go ahead and talk about that maybe a little bit. Um, what, I, what I firmly believe is that you do not need a pulpit to make disciples. All right? You don't need a platform to make disciples. Um, you just need a life that is truly committed to Jesus. So going into your job, let's say you're working on an assembly line, you know, and it's very... Uh, monotonous and it's the same thing over and over every single day or maybe you work a job where you see the same customers all the time or maybe you're in a job where you're traveling a lot and you're seeing new people or your day-to-day job is is different all the time Um, making disciples in those contexts is just living like you said that example you know being that christ uh christ-like person to other people it's being the hands and feet of Jesus whenever you are out working or or uh, influencing kids in the classroom, things like that. 
And I think that so many people think, okay, making disciples only happens in the church building or making disciples only happens when we serve the community in this outreach or that outreach. But what I try to remind people all the time is that you as a church, uh, you know, our church at Pleasant Hill, those people can make more disciples per week than I could because I may not see as many people. And it's all about the opportunities that you have at hand and the talents that you have. God has blessed you and uh, you just play your role and everyone's just as important. I think one one cool thing about a talent too is uh, sometimes you don't actually feel that it's a talent because it becomes so naturally to you. Um, some people say that my wife and I, Cheryl, have the gift of hospitality. To us, it's not a big deal to have people over and do those things. It beca- It's natural. So to us, it doesn't feel like a talent. To other people, they see it as a talent and a great thing to use. Bruce, I mean, technology, isn't it just kind of who you are and what you do? It's about all I know. <laughs> and I'm, you've done it so long, but um, it's been a it's been a blessing s- since we started putting the sermons um, online. And you know, I, I think back, and I see that some of the Facebook comments: "When's the sermon coming out?" You know, "Are we going to have one this week?" And then you hear. Um, I was leaving leaving church one one afternoon, and I heard a gentleman talking to to, to Janet Portel asking her how how to listen online, and they wanted to hear more. and And you hear people coming to church because of of what they've heard online, and that you know it's it's kind of humbling to know that you had that interaction, and then you know that really wasn't what I set out to to really do. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, <clears throat> every single week you are getting out <clears throat> the message that's preached, and you're getting out the gospel of Jesus to people all over the world, really. And to you, it's just what you do and what you know. And you know, we have social media coordinators that I call them in mm-hmm. our church who post uh, daily, sometimes on Facebook and Instagram. And you know, to them, it's just sharing a post or putting a few words together and putting it on social media, but to someone whose spouse just left them or to someone whose kid is struggling with addiction, it could be the only passage of scripture they see that day. And that's what it is to be that disciple to make other disciples. So a person who's on social media can be a, be a disciple simply by sharing, sharing a podcast, you know, because while today's podcast didn't necessarily talk to me if I share that podcast or I share that sermon or I I share that message I may I may touch someone who I didn't even know was having a problem and it may speak to them yeah absolutely and that's all about using you know the uh, the talents we have also the resources and the uh, opportunities that we have so um, let's just kind of talk about what are some of the challenges that we may face when it comes to making disciples? I mean, do we, do, one, do we have time, first of all, but what are some things that we could just kind of encourage people with that may be struggling with today in their own disciple making, um, or also in their own lives of becoming a disciple of Jesus? What are some of those challenges? I think, I think one of the biggest challenges, uh, when, when, when you decide to, uh, start making disciples and go out and do those things is that um, there's rejection. And when when you have that rejection, 
you have people that you love and you love dearly and you're hoping that they just understand what you're talking about and sometimes they just don't want to hear about it they don't want to hear about Christ and they don't want to hear about what Jesus has done for you and it's it's heart-wrenching because ultimately you're trying to get them to heaven the ultimate goal that they can share the rest of their eternity with you and um, they're they're just saying not right now and um, sometimes we talk about um, maybe you're not the right piece of the puzzle or you I think you've said before that you're not um, it's like a combination lock and maybe that that um, that you're not the right combination and but that's still disheartening for the person that's trying to trying to ultimately just get that person to heaven. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a couple things. Um, you know, I think we live in a society that we see a big challenge of making disciples, and it's this. Because in order to make a disciple or someone to really encourage them or influence them in their walk with Jesus, we have to have uh, vulnerability. And let's be honest, we all love to be vulnerable around people with admitting our flaws or coming clean of our own shortcomings. However, in the day we live, we can be so-called friends with people and never even get close. So we could have 2,000 friends on Facebook, but not one that we actually spend time with. And we have grown comfortable with just somewhat connecting with people through social media. And building disciples are being vulnerable and being real. This is why we do real talk with real people about real life. And if we aren't real, if we're not vulnerable, then we have a difficult time truly living in Christian community. And that's exactly what the early church was. It was being in the homes with one another, breaking bread and spending time together. It was confessing one another's sins and praying for one another. It was truly bearing the burdens of uh, brothers and sisters. So let me just encourage you to be vulnerable. Allow people in and to be real with people. Let's stop puffing our egos or stop worrying about how others may feel about us or stop trying to clean up our appearance to be perfect. But let's be real so we can have real change. And like you mentioned, rejection. Doesn't it just kind of just completely choke out your ambition and desire to continue working, not just in discipleship, but in everything when you get rejected? Absolutely. But um, when you're trying to get someone to heaven... um, you try and try again because um, you have an understanding of how rich of a blessing that is because it's not just for now, it's not next week, it's forever. And so I'm never going to stop trying to do that uh, with people. And that sometimes Christians kind of get a bad name because they're they're like, they're always trying to convert me. Well, absolutely we are because we want you to have the ultimate goal and the ultimate gift. And... um, you know, if uh, I'm going to be faulted to try to get someone to have a, a great eternity, then so be it. So yeah, be I think it. if you count making disciples wrong, I never want to be right. Absolutely. You know, and sounds like a good book title <laughs> or song. Yeah, maybe a country song. Let's do it all. All right, we'll just do it here in the basement. Um, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> but one thing that <clears throat> I want people to understand is that you know you. You may not be the one that actually leads them to to Jesus, but you may be the one that actually plants the seed. And you have to understand that though you may have been rejected, you planted a seed. And someone else is going to come along, 
maybe one day or maybe a couple of years later, and they may be the one that waters it by lives a little bit more of an example for that person. And then eventually, someone is going to reap the harvest. So if you have been rejected in trying to make disciples of your spouse or of your family or of good friends, co-workers, let me just encourage you, continue planting the seed. Eventually, the rain's going to come and the harvest will be. So if you are struggling in that, just remind yourself right now as you listen to this, you are commanded to make disciples. You are commanded to make disciples. Adam, you are commanded to make disciples. So we have to understand that that is our command. Um, One of the things I would love to mention, though, is that you cannot make a disciple of something that you don't know and that you aren't a part of. So you must first be a disciple yourself, meaning a committed follower of Jesus, chasing him and pursuing him with all that you have and all that you are. You have to start being real with people. You have to start leading people to Jesus, start loving people, start encouraging people, start praying with people, and just be real and live real life. And if you aren't living as a disciple, I want to encourage you as you listen to this, whether you're in your house, gym, work, to call upon the name of Jesus and repent of your sin and ask him to forgive you and to be the Lord and the King of your life. And here's my goal. And I've shared it before. I want to see a different pulse in Potosi, Missouri. But not just there. I want to see the entire world changed. Because Christians are taking seriously the command of Jesus to go and make disciples. And to all of our listeners and uh, to those of you here, we thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Hill. I hope that this podcast was able to remind you of the importance of making disciples. This earth could be a better place by you obeying the command of Jesus. So let's do whatever we can. We ask you to share this podcast with friends and family on social media. And if you are looking for a way to grow in your faith, I invite you to subscribe not just to this podcast, but also to our church sermon feed, where you will receive a sermon every week that will encourage you and build you up in your walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.